Hey guys, really quickly, Ravi here. If you're enjoying this podcast, but you wanna see some more of the screen shares and in-depth graphics that we've created for it specifically, click the link in the show notes where you can get access to all of that and more in our YouTube channel. I pulled this directly from our onboarding materials from our team, and we have about 55 team members right now, and they understand that we have a very simple philosophy in our company. If we cannot have a meeting, let's not do it. And so what we've done is created kind of a framework that lets myself and new hires and even tenured employees know whether we need to have meetings or not. Because in my personal opinion, I think meetings are one of the biggest wastes of time that a company could do. Because I know that I didn't hire people to just keep them inside of a meeting and have everybody be talking about how amazing everything is or what we needed to get done. I hire people to actually get stuff done. And so this is the framework that we follow in order to keep meetings as short or as simple as possible so that we can all focus on growing the bottom line and increasing our impact. So the beginning of this framework starts with a request for a meeting. So someone says, hey, I think we should have a meeting at this time or at this date. First and foremost, and I would say this is probably where 90% of meetings get canceled, does this need to be a meeting? So I get requests as the CEO all the time with people asking me like, hey, we should just hop on a call, let's schedule this a calendar. My payroll company yesterday wanted to talk to me about R&D credits and they're like, hey, we should hop on a call and discuss all this. And I sent an email back and I said, what do you need from me? Just put it inside of an email and I'll respond back to you when I have time. So I'd probably save myself one to two hours of my own time by forcing them to type it out versus us just hopping on a call with no agenda or no idea what's going on. And the important thing you need to understand about meetings and canceling meetings is that the majority of people could even be your team. They have no value of time. So for you to expect them to value their own time to not schedule a meeting with you unless they thought it was urgent, unless you've trained them like I've trained our team, is a very small chance of happening. Most people just want to waste your time, whether it's intentional or unintentional, because this is a distraction from the fact that they're not getting the actual stuff that needs to get done in order to move the needle forward. I'd say probably 95% of meetings get canceled right at the beginning, because if you ask yourself, does this need to be a meeting with all the tools at your disposal today? You have Slack, you have Loom, Google Documents, you have a sauna. It's like, does this even need to be a meeting? We used to have onboarding calls for our company. I removed that because I now have a full end-to-end onboarding guide that I just hired somebody yesterday for. And they said that this is the most extensive onboarding guide they've ever been through. And they had no questions after going through the entire thing. They had zero questions. So why would I need to get on a call just to have them tell me that they had no questions, right? So does this need to be a meeting? The first thing is no. Let's say for whatever reason, it does need to be a meeting. Uh, the next question is based on the time that they told you like, Hey, I want an hour of your time. I want 45 minutes of your time. The question you need to ask is, does it need to be this long? And this is another really powerful tool. For example, we used to have a, a few meetings that we had in our company that used to be two hours long that I was able to shave down to 45 minutes and then eventually down to 20 minutes. My own personal calendar for the very rare meetings that I get on, I used to have it at 30 minutes. I shaved it down to 20 minutes and that's been unbelievable as well because when I shave it down to 20 minutes, I can do three meetings in an hour versus two meetings. And of course, some people might say, oh, that's not enough time to do this. The best thing that I found is as soon as the meeting starts, hey, Ravi, how are are you? I'm good, Bob. How are you? Awesome. Great. I have 20 minutes and I have a hard stop after that because I have another meeting. How can I serve you? Boom. You're just straight to the point and they get whatever they want. And you'd be shocked at how many times I literally end the meeting early because we've gone through everything we need to do in that 20 minute time window. And then I hop into the next meeting after that and the next meeting after that. So for me in our company, I do all of my meetings on Monday. I don't do any other meetings the rest of the week. So 
If it doesn't need to be that long, we shorten it and then we move forward, we move down. It doesn't need to be recurring. So this is another thing that I've noticed. Uh, I'll give you a personal example. We used to have a company-wide meeting every single week. So I'd get everybody on a call every single week. And I did it for culture, quote unquote culture. We would get everybody on there and then I would like do a presentation of where we're at in the company, what the numbers are, you know, what the wins are, et cetera, et cetera. And we used to do it weekly. But then I was like, I feel like this is maybe too much getting everybody on this call. So then we did a bi-weekly. And I still was like, I got that time back. I was like, wow, this is nice. Everybody else must feel the same. What if we just did it monthly? And then literally a month ago, I decided, you know what, let's just make it quarterly. And so I changed the entire thing to make it once every quarter. So instead of 12 meetings a year, it's now four meetings a year. But even better than that, when I made that decision to make it to a quarterly meeting, the other thing that I did was I changed it from a meeting to a Loom video. Because what did I notice? On that meeting was pretty much me just presenting. I literally have a slideshow presentation of all the wins that we have and lessons and where we're at. And I realized that like nobody had any questions at the end of it. So instead of we have 55 team members across 11 time zones, you know, people in the middle of the night on the call, instead of doing all that, why don't I just create a Loom video and drop it in there? And that's what I've done instead. So now no meeting. I could be anywhere in the world. I should do a Loom video. Everybody's happy. They watch it and we're good to go, right? It hasn't affected a culture at all. It doesn't need to be recurring. Um, if it does, then make it as infrequent as possible. So always challenge it. You know, every week I look at my meetings, I see how can I make these less frequent? The next question is, does everybody need to be here? This is another big mistake when it comes to meetings. So I will speak for myself. When I first started hiring a lot of team members, I felt like almost powerful. It was almost for my ego that I would have 40, 50 people on a Zoom call all listening to me talk. And what I realized was that when I would get into a conversation with the team members, that I would maybe need three out of the 50 people on that call to have a conversation with. Everybody else was literally just sitting there. Everyone would have their videos on because I, I wanted to engage meeting. And yet here I was only talking to three people out of 50. So the question is, does everybody need to be there? And if the answer is no, then you remove as many unnecessary people as possible. And another great example of this is in the meeting itself. So if we get on a tangent a little bit and we kind of go too deep in one of the department sections because something needs to be filled, I'll just say, hey, why don't we put a pin in this? Let's save it until the very end. And then you and I can talk about this at the end of the meeting and everybody else can move forward. And everybody else loves that because then we can get through everybody's stuff when nobody has to give any other input in 20 minutes. And then I can spend the last 10 minutes without one person, without having everybody that needs to be there. And now I've noticed my team members doing the same thing. They'll start to get on a little bit of a tangent. They'll go, you know what? Why don't we say this until the end? And let's just finish my section here. You can go on to the next person. So it respects everybody else's time and they'll respect yours. Um, this is another big thing. Is there any work or updates that can be given in advance? So that same meeting that I tell you, told you guys about a second ago, our team leader meeting, what I do is I have everybody submit in beforehand their numbers for month to date, this month versus month to date last month. And so we can kind of see, are we going up? Are leads, calls, support tickets, satisfaction surveys, anything you can think of, appointments set by appointment setters. Is it going up? Is it going down? So we have a numbers channel and they submit a Loom video in and they go through all the numbers. They put those videos in forehand. They have a max time of five minutes that they can put on there. Some of them do two minutes. And then I'm able to ask them the questions in that Slack thread. And then sometimes when we get on the meeting, I'm like, I have nothing else for you. And they're like, great. And then they can hop off the meeting. Making people uh, submit information in advance forces them to be condensed with it. And also, for example, if I get somebody to come in and I don't have anything to talk to them about, I can just do them first and then they can get out of there. Because I want people to enjoy their day and enjoy their lives, right? We give the work updates in advance and then finally we schedule it, right? So after all these things have been done, then it'll actually hit our calendar, okay? 
okay? So this is the overarching concept behind uh, having a meeting framework that will allow you to run an incredibly successful company with just a few meetings a week. If you are an established business owner looking to get back more of your time, I'd invite you to click the link in the description down below where you can learn how we can build for you an end-to-end -end marketing system that's automated and guaranteed to bring you new high-paying clients on autopilot or your money back. Hey guys, we are hiring. That's right. If you consider yourself to be in the top 1% of talent in your industry, in your market, whether you're a salesperson, you're a marketer, you're a client success manager, uh, you are in tech, you're in operations, whatever the position is, if you think you are the 1% of your entire profession, we would love the opportunity to speak with you and walk you through how we might be able to partner together and you can come help us grow scaling with systems while making an amazing living for a remote company that's having a huge impact on thousands of businesses a year. If you want to learn more, just go to scalingwithsystems.com forward slash careers.